This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. For something to pee on. No, she's not. She always is. Look at her. She she's just like, went oh, outside. There's his records. No, <laughs> she better not. I wonder if cat oh pee like God. ruins vinyl. It's no, ruins. You can just it, wipe it ruins it right lives. Off. It ruins lives. <laughs> it ruins families. Mm-hmm. It tears everything apart. It tears people apart. We don't have. Oh, we don't have. Hey a, guys. We hey. don't have a cat. Sorry. I, I will say That's we don't have a cat. That is good. Well, because up here where we live, like there's coyotes everywhere, and it's always so funny to me when I see like a cat missing sign, because I just take <laughs> that as a death notice. I'm like, oh, that person's cat yeah. is dead, and I don't it's understand dead, why they yeah. go through the whole rigmarole of putting up these like, hey, if you saw Snuggles, I'm like, no, girl, Snuggles is coyote snacks. No, Snuggles is dead. I would no, imagine they have kids or something. Do you think he, Do you think that because there's so many coyotes around up there, there's just a bunch of roadrunners, roadrunners, and <laughs> no, animals falling from things, <laughs> like safes yeah. falling out of the sky? No, there are not. Yeah, there are not. There's just a oh, lot of coyotes, geez. grand pianos. Yeah, what was whatnot. that happened with your folks? It was. It was my mom. She said she thought a coyote got her cat. It was exactly the oh, situation. Oh, oh yeah, and she was dead serious, and she was really sad about it. And yeah. I was like, "Why did you? Did you find like a railroad tunnel painted on the side of the barn or something?" God, my dad used to tell us and that she was upset. When you could, when you heard the coyotes, like they do this, like crazy, like like this weird sound. And when every, yeah, yeah, and there's like ten or fifteen of them that do it at one time. He's like, when you hear that sound, they've just they've made a kill, and they're celebrating the. I know, and I'm like, it's it's one of our neighborhood cats that they got because you can hear it all the time. Up here. Oh, it's awful. It's so gross. I know. It's kind of you sad. You guys are fucking lucky, so you should just not pee on anything. Yeah, stop peeing on shit. <laughs> I don't think they're going to listen. <sighs> I've gotten so resentful of animals. And it's like, <laughs> Your I cats? I, I drove by. I, yeah. All of them. It's extended everywhere. Oh, no. I had a real bad week, and I was feeling really bad about myself, which makes me feel bad about everybody. And I'm, like, driving in my car just insulting everyone I see. And I'm driving by, and there's this, like, I don't know, woman in her mid-30s maybe. And she's uh, standing there, and I'm just driving by, and she has this big giant dog that kind of looks like a bear and it looks more like a bear because it's all hunched over taking a shit (laughs) and she's like readying the baggie on her hand. Oh, good luck. And I'm just like, you fucking dunce. Look at what you're doing with your life. Look at you. You're following this bear around and picking up its shit. Picking up shit. This is what you're doing. A big animal. 
I couldn't take it. Well, some of those dogs, my God, it's like three-handers. I don't even – there's not enough – It's so gross. It's super gross. And you know it's warm. Stop. And then they got to walk around with it in the bag. That's I saw fun. one of them today. It's not fine. She's waving a turd around. Well, you can see through than, the bag. The steamy pickup. Oh man, this is necessary. Wow, the show has gotten off to a really <laughs> terrible start. This uh, is awful. This is I'm not, really sorry, everyone. I'll this cut is this not all what out. We're here to talk about. Okay, Let's well, start we could we could start with something now. else. Did my phone die? My phone died. Yeah. Oh my god, your phone died. Yeah. That's where you had you had it open with the episode. Yeah, you had to pull it's it up all on your phone for bed. Well, it's your one job. Well, commercials. Commercial. This commercial segment's also Jason's. It's one of your two jobs. Thank you. My, one, of, one of these jobs you've given me. Mm-hmm. I can't believe uh, what the fuck months, okay. months I was so afraid of saying anything to Jinx. Like, hey, uh, you know your segment. Nope. <laughs> oh, God. I hope you have something for tonight. I don't. I hope you've prepared because like I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, God. Okay. We reverted. Should we get started? Yeah. Yeah. Guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Listen. Listen. That's not what we're here to talk about. That's not that, what we're here to talk about. Is that Great where we are? That's where we are. We didn't queue it up right, but yes. good enough. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Guys, <clears throat> we're here to talk about um, TV episode season four, number 23 of the television program, Three's Company. Oh. <laughs> Called Secret Admirer. When oh, you say it like admirer. that, I feel like we've never talked about this show before. It's so clinical. Yeah. No, it's fresh. It's so fresh. Right. <laughs> You're so septic with oh, it. Oh, man. Secret <laughs> Admirer. Last week, you predicted. Oh, no. That Ralph Furley is back. RF is back. He's not oh. back. And guess what? No. Guess what? The kids are short on rent. Uh. And the girls cook up a scheme to give RF a secret admirer. So he'll forget about the rant or something. Yeah, it's a distraction, of course. Yeah. And he goes crazy about it and enlists Larry to help find out who his secret admirer is. I mean, not that bad. No, especially (laughs) considering just how stupid this episode is. And they pulled Larry in, so I they feel did. like oh, man, yeah. the fact that you mentioned Larry and, is. Well, can I can I say yeah, though that pretty good. Larry got an applause uh, send off for his deservedly. Scene. So he, yeah, he rocked he it. He, he just rocked steals, it. Steals the scene. episode. Oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah, this episode was a little so, okay. weird in that it was like. Saccharin and uh, sappy. Mm-hmm. It was a very special episode of Three's Company. It was a very special episode. Yeah. And generally I like very special but, episodes because they're so melodrama, mm-hmm. but this one. Well, they, yeah, they usually have drugs or something. Right. Well, this one just made no sense so many times. And then, and then it was, <laughs> well, what? we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. it. Okay. Well, let's we'll just get, get into it because there's right. a lot to get to, and you have a lot to report. 
because yeah. it has a cavalcade of non-stars. Let's <laughs> get to the clam disc. Let's so go. true. Yes. So true. Let's do it. You know how people say that. Yeah, everybody's like, come on, just get to the clam dip. Get to the clam okay. dip. Let's go. Gross. Okay, here we go. Clam dip. How does that <laughs> so even... Gross. Why would you eat okay. clam dip out of a non-refrigerated yeah. bowl mm. on a bar? Oh. So gross. After a guy says a little clammy, huh? A little clammy. Okay, we'll get to we'll it. We'll get to it. Because then, uh, if it's like more clammy, you know it's bad. It's fast. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so we start in the apartment. Jack is sleeping on the couch, dead to the world apparently. Because yeah, like he's, Janet, he's non, he's non-responsive. He's non-responsive. Like someone should probably call in services. Yeah, and he's in one of his beloved tracksuits. Yeah. Yeah, with no and, t-shirt uh, underneath, just. Yeah. Oh, chest hair to the just breath, zip, breeze. Unzipped a little zip bit. It up. With, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's sleeping just yeah out, and Janet's trying to vacuum, and she's got to vacuum the she's couch. She's doing the shittiest vacuuming job. Like it, like why even bother vacuuming if you're going to just swipe over something a little bit? Right. I know, right? It's so weird that like actors act cleaning terribly. Yeah, that was awful. Like that was not. In any way, how you would vacuum a sofa. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, and she's anyway. doing it all around him. She's like picking yeah. up the cushions and like vacuuming he will under not his move, legs so, yeah, and vacuuming Although under his that, head. that move where she kind of pushes him off and then rolls like head forward into the couch herself and like ends up oh, like yeah. splayed out. That I was like, good. oh, all right. Good for you. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Joyce DeWitt yeah. bringing the tumbling um, yeah. skills. But still – it's stupid. Yes. Like right off the bat. It's like, what yeah, is I happening? Know. Jack, know. go to bed. Yeah, just go to just bed. Just go Jack. to bed. Yeah, I know. Jack, what are you doing? You know? And what are you doing, Janet? Give up and do it later. Yeah. Do it later. I mean, do Jack- it later. Oh, come on. So Chrissy enters. Jack, she's pulled the cushions off from underneath Jack and then rolled him off, and he's yeah. still asleep on the floor. And Chrissy comes in, and her secret admirer has struck again. She's like, like of the crazy ponytails yet again. Yeah, she's got two braided ponytails coming out of the side of her head. Oh my god! And uh, but they weren't like they were completely asymmetrical. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't. I, <laughs> did women wear their hair like this in the seventies? Children did. Yes, children. Children. Yes. Yeah. This is fascinating. Sexy babies, Matteo. Come on, stop it, stop it. I'm gonna. (laughs) It's 1980. It's all about sexy babies. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work a little bit of that that crazy asymmetrical like braiding (laughs) into my daughter's hair. Just I gotta. I've just got to do it now. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to, and you have to get that ribbon that looks like puffed yarn. Remember that ribbon? Where is that puffed yarn ribbon coming? Where did it go? Why was it here? Still. Yeah. What do you even use I that for? What it's called. Puffed, puffed hair. yarn. Gross. Puffed yarn. You use it for good little girl's hair. Yeah. That's okay. It. So Chrissy uh, comes in. She's got a secret admirer. Yeah. And she keeps uh, getting these letters on her desk at work. Every right? morning Every before morning. she gets there. They're always there waiting for her. Yeah. And, and why is Jack down there? He's sleeping. Right. Oh. Yeah, she has no response. She doesn't even give a shit. She's just right. like, anyway, Janet. Yeah. She goes right on. And then, uh, 
But then she, you know, to get Jack up and into the scene, she's yeah. like, uh, I know how to do it. And she mentions that redhead, Valerie Markham. She saw her today or whatever. So that way. Valerie Markham. Valerie Markham. These, these names, right. they just make them up out of thin air. It sounds so fake. Oh, yeah. There's probably oh, 4,800 yeah. Valerie Markhams out there that are going to write a letter to me. I wonder if I probably. just Google, I can't because my phone's dead. I wonder if I just Googled Valerie Martin. What, Markham. What, Markham. What would happen? Uh, no. Let's see. Let's, well, this is riveting. Guys. <laughs> riveting. Let's see what happens. Let me tell you. You really set you us up. You know what would happen? You really, what? What yeah, happened? I know. Valerie Burton Ernie comes up first, and then Melanie you Martinez. You think it's R? Is it? Do you think it's M A R K H A M U M Markham or no. K H A K H A M K H A M? Oh, I think Markham. it's Oh K H A M. I feel like that's a that's a radio station. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> K Ham. Thank you for listening to K H A M All Pork Radio. Valor. <laughs> oh, we got an Instagram, some Instagram. Oh, accounts. there's a lot of them. Valerie uh, Markham. Yeah. Uh, okay. Facebook. All right. It doesn't yeah. matter. There's That's tons of them. We got people's millions Instagram. of them. These, okay. Okay. Everybody's named fake. Valerie Markham. It still sounds fake. Yeah. Sorry, it does. It's so fake. Right. So it wakes him up for some reason. Yeah, because he's like Valerie Markham. Holy yeah. shit, redhead. Boing, 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 whatever. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Um, and so she just, you know, they all sit down and she, they just, she just doesn't know who the secret admirer, admirer is. But and she's kind of acting, yeah, she's acting yeah, she, worried like about a weird, it. a weird tone shift where she seems to be kind of worried about her secret admirer. And then suddenly Jack's yeah. proposing like, well, what if you met in public? Well, yeah, it's like, it's not clear how she feels about it. Like, whether she's welcoming this or it's creepy or, you know, you can't yeah, quite tell it's not really where clear. it's going, what she's feeling about it. And then Jack is suddenly just, cause she says, you know, even Janet's like, come on, Jack, she's worried. And then she says, uh, it's not easy having someone admire you. And it's like, oh, this sounds kind of threatening and kind of sinister in a way. And then she's, and then Jack's like, well, maybe you guys should meet in public. And we're like, whoa, meet? Yeah, who said anything, who about, said anything about it? It's crazy. It's crazy. It Big takes shit. a couple of these leaps during the episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and it's, you um, would ne- I would never advise someone to do that. I don't know. I think because anybody no, who's crazy, what do you mean? I mean, if, if you were in no. eighth grade and, and the public was like, like the public space was the lunch area. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's different. You're in eighth grade. Right. That's appropriate. Then again, sexy baby. Sexy baby That's strikes true. again. Always. Uh, sexy baby's the root of everything we've learned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally. How many episodes? How many years have we been doing this? Oh, 40 years, okay. I think. Of this podcast. Okay. So leave a note. Uh, oh. Jack's like, he's making suggestions and he's like, here's what you should do. You should leave a note on the bulletin board at work 
Terrible saying, idea. T- telling your secret admirer that you're going to be at the Regal Beagle tomorrow night. And that and, and mention in there on your notice, mention in there that wouldn't it be nice if they came to the Regal Beagle as well? Every guy at work should have been at the Regal Beagle that night. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I don't no, exactly. That, that exactly. would have been funny. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> that's a great that's a great Janet, turn and it's funny and it would be yeah. believable and plausible. No, you're right. It's great. Yeah. So then something really yeah. ridiculous Super happens. Weird. Uh Janet's finally Janet, voice of reason, says, What if he's some what if he's some creep that Chrissy doesn't want to have anything to do with? Yeah. And Jack says, Then you'll be there to scare him off. And then he makes like a pig face. Like, what the fuck? He's Terrible. like implying like Janet. Janet's so ugly. ugly that she'll scare that guy right off. Yeah. I can't believe that we as an audience buy this week after week when clearly she is a strikingly beautiful woman. It's crazy to me. It's crazy weird. to me. I don't it's know weird. why they do it's this. Weird. I don't know why they do this. I wouldn't have stood for it. Okay. She must have been making so much money. Yeah. I mean, ugh. just awful. So then that takes us to the Regal Beagle, and they are all three in a, the booth, and they're waiting. Um, and there's and nobody there's, there. There's nobody. Well, there's a guy at the bar. Like, Yeah, but they make they make a comment about how empty, empty. it is. There's yeah. a guy at the bar, and there's a table with two women. Right. It. Right. And... Uh, and Janet looks really good in pink. Oh, yeah. Janet down. is wearing a pink V-neck, like, knit sweater. And Chrissy has on a purple kind of cow neck, turtleneck situation. But I love the pink and purple that they're in. And Janet looks so good in that pink color. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought, you know, actually, the, um, the only insane costume this week was actually janet's nighty with those weird striped they went back to like the jersey but those striped sleeves look like some kind of big bird nightmare i was like what are you doing to janet stop messing with janet just leave her alone for gravity's sake poor janet no um so they're like hey what about that guy at the bar what about that yeah, random about guy him? at the bar? Yeah. The only guy in here. How yeah. about who that? you don't recognize from guy. work so. and who isn't coming up to you. That guy. You know, the one yeah. by the yeah, giant bowl the of one. disgusting clam dip. That hot bowl. Oh, yeah. my God. Of room temperature. Hot, steamy bowl clam dip. clam dip. Yeah. From the 70s. Because that's when things are trustworthy. The 70s. Clam was a popular <laughs> flavor. Uh, I think 70s oh, clam dip is yeah. where is where herpes come from. I'm, I'm sure of it. Oh, probably. Think about it. Before 70s clam dip, no herpes. No, nobody had heard of such a thing. No. No, not at all. Then there was an explosion of herpes <laughs> because of that clam dip. It's disgusting. Right. First case of herpes. Ugh. Um. Anyway, anyway, any kind of of, there's there's what we're talking about is that uh, on the bar mm -hmm. next to the guy, next to the guy, 
is a huge bowl of steaming room temperature clam dish so and a huge bowl of, of pretzels or something. Yeah, okay. As if, so, as if people are just going to dip right in there. Uh-huh. With their and hands they do. off the street. Yep. And we and we do we this oh. is our uh, and of course our our semi permi patty Paul Ainsley uh Jim Jim the bartender. Yes, playing Jim the bartender. And now I thought the last time that we saw Paul Ainsley as Jim the bartender was the last time that we were going to see Paul I Ainsley. I thought so too. But oh. here he is again. Maybe this so this is a different guy. No, this is not a different guy. No, it's the same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that would that would make sense. Why would he quit the job as a bartender at the Regal Beagle? Yeah, for, imagine if that was your acting gig. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, "Well, I can't quit this." Can't. Who's gonna the, close up? Who's gonna... <laughs> the, the Regal Beagle is one of TV Land's most auspicious retail establishments. Like it's as big as like a central. Yeah, what do park. you have? You have Cheers. You yeah, have Cheers. The Cheers Bar. You have Regal Beagle. Central Perk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central Perk is probably on the list, but I'd put it way down. Sure. I'd say that diner that they always ate in at Seinfeld, wasn't that Tom's Diner? Monk's Diner. Monk's Diner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. And then the Regal, I mean, the Regal Beagle's up there. You know, it's, it's up there. Yeah, it's up there. Sure. It's up there. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Jim the bartender. Jim the bartender says, uh, uh, sorry, Chrissy. He's like apologizing to her about it being dead or something. Yeah, sorry, and, Chrissy, that nobody's here tonight. But just whatever. you know, for the purpose of saying her name, in the presence of our first Paddykins of the night, who is uh, Brad, who says, Brad. "Hi, Chrissy." So tell us about Brad. All right. Well, uh, Brad is played by actor David. Times, um, who is uh, just not like he doesn't have a big history in, in the biz. Although he's got twenty eight credits, um, he got his start all the way back in nineteen seventy five on a TV show called The Rookies. Then he was on two episodes of the Bob Newhart Show. He's on a, a couple of episodes or one episode of – do you remember Police Story? Isn't Police Story where we get oh, yeah. uh, Leslie Nielsen's ca- character in The Naked Gun? No, that's Police Squad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I don't know what Police Story is. Uh, then he gets uh, an episode of Wonder Woman, The Bionic Woman, Quincy M.E., Lou Grant, The Tony oh, Randall Show, The Betty White Show. <laughs> um, in 1978, he's on The Magic of Lassie. How many Lassie shows were there? Like, that's just terrible. In so 1980, many. there were like get, eight Lassies. Oh, that was a or movie. There's so was many Lassies. Lassie so movie. many Lassies. Yeah, yeah. Why? And then why did Lassie stop? Where's Lassie now? And because nobody wanted Lassie. All of a sudden, people weren't into like dogs saving the day or something. Border collies. They just, they're just where done. People were super into it. Border collies are so seventies yeah. to me. Uh, Three's Company gets they in 1980. Then he's they're, he's in The Incredible Hulk. And then uh, from 1981 to 2003, 1981, that Incredible Hulk episode doesn't get any more gigs. And he was on some pretty big shows. So in 2003, he's got another little gig. And then his last credit is in a short film in 2011. 
but uh, David Himes. David Himes. Yeah. Kind of, kind of right. interesting. All right. David what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. David Himes. Well, David Himes is a big, a big freaking creep, is what he is. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this he's a creep, but also, like, Chrissy, they make a point of having Chrissy come on and be uh, pretty forward with these guys at the bar. And she's sticking her chest out like crazy. She's like, hi. Yeah. I mean, hi, and hello. so like while he's creepy, I'm like, I'm not, it's not like he's reacting <clears throat> weirdly. <laughs> like he seems so, like she's putting it out there and he's like, okay, here. And yeah. then she's all offended. Well, so Jack's convinced Chrissy to go over and talk to the guy at the bar. And he's like. Cat's trying to like open the doors with the handle. Yeah, he's crazy. And he's like, <laughs> hey, Chrissy. Because Jim, the bartender, had just said Chrissy. Yeah. He's like, hey, Chrissy. And she's like, oh, my God, are you him? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I am. And then he starts talking about the dip being yeah. clammy. Well, he gives her a, he gives, he like feeds her some? or does He feeds he, her some dip. Yeah. And then he's like. Gross. Oh. He says, kind of clammy, huh? Kind of clammy, huh? Oh. What, the salmonella <laughs> you just put down my throat? Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. She's like, I don't mind sweaty palms. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy. But anyway, oh, he's so kind of gross. And then uh, he he's like, you he's know, like, she's like, you, oh, I want you to, you know, just tell me everything or whatever that you want or something. And he's like, yeah, about, she says something go to really the hot weird. tub and blah, blah, blah. And he comes on to her and then she sticks his hands in the clam, clam dip. Yeah, because he says that they'll have some dip and a drink, and then they'll go back to his place for some drinks and a dip. Yeah. yeah. A skinny dip. Oh! <laughs> you know what's so funny? This dialogue was so bad that, like, everything I thought they were going to say, they said it. And so I was like, mm-hmm. am I weirdly foretelling the future? Like, it was so irritating that it was so on the nose and so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I always every time Am I, I writing this episode right now, and every time yeah, I do that, I feel so bad that we talk like that. I talk like this because there's so many people that love the show, and I'm so embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so she goes back to the table. He leaves. <sighs> then this, I guess, strapping. Man comes in. A good looking guy, I guess, we assume. Because Janet says, Kazumski. Kazumski. What the hell is that? Kazumski. Look at that one. Kazumski, everyone. And, and they're all like, woo. He uh-huh. goes to the bar and asks Jim if there's any messages for Phil Durkin. Phil, that's him. That's it's him. Phil He's Durkin. Phil Durkin, He's but Kazumski. I say we call him Kazumski. A.K.A. Phil Durkin. Yeah. Tell us about him. Well, that guy is played by actor Steven Johnson, um, who has over, I guess, 100 professional theater credits in Los Angeles and was one of the last sort of contract players, I guess, from that time. But it's so weird to do theater in L.A. because it's such a one-company town, like – it's as if you would go to school all day and then after school people were like, hey, do you want to go take a class in something? And it's like, no, 
No, we don't. <laughs> um, he was a regular on the NBC series Cliffhangers and ended up writing and producing uh, motion pictures in television for almost 20 years. Uh, so he became a writer. Um, but as an actor, he gets his start all the way back. This is so fascinating. Uh, in 1976. But he's oh, a 1977. <laughs> I'm, I'm being such an idiot. He gets on Eight is Enough, which I think is such a big show. And then he's on Operation Petticoat, Barnaby Jones. Uh, he's also on Lou Grant. He's on the show Angie, uh, and then he gets on Flow, which is the show that oh. they gave the actress who played Flow on Alice. Like they try oh, to make yeah. a whole TV series so out of weird. Kiss My Grits, um, and, yeah, right. and it got spinoff of a spinoff. Yeah, yeah, and it got canceled. So there you go. Then in 1981, um, now he actually gets. He's going to come back. He's going to get on another episode of Three's Company next year. Um, but then in 84, he gets on Falcon Crest, then the TV version of 9 to 5 in 1986. He's in Hunter, uh, the TV series in 1989. And then that's it. He never acts again. He just goes into, yeah, he just goes into writing and, and producing, uh, TV movies. 1989. Yeah. That was his one song. Wow. Remember how Hunter's all like, works for me. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh. That's his, is that his catchphrase? <laughs> I think it was catchphrase? one of them. There was like there's one or two, I think. But yeah, Works I remember that me. one. Oh Works for God. me. I was new then. That was a new thing to say. Great. Let's try it out. Okay. Uh, okay. So then they're like, he 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 asked for a message, and Jim's like, yeah, Barbara called for you, Phil Durkin. Yeah, Phil. I mean, Kazumski. And um, so he's like, she'll be five minutes five later. Minutes later. Yeah. So he goes and sits down at the table. And they're like, oh, you should go talk to him, Chrissy. What if that's him? Kazumski and all. They just assume it's him. They're not even like, what right. if that's not him? A, yeah, they're, they're like, I think every just, time. Jack says, I think he just glided in. <laughs> yeah, it's always, yeah. this is him. Um, so she goes over to him. And says, sure is crowded in here, huh? <laughs> and then <laughs> asks if she could share his table. There's no one in here. Yeah. He does okay. say, who does he tell? He tells Mike, the bartender, or Jim, the bartender. He tells Jim. Jim that he's waiting for a girl, right? Because Jim goes, oh, are you so-and-so? You got a phone call. Yeah, Barbara. Barbara. So he we know Barbara from called. the jump that a woman is coming. And yet he mm-hmm. still asks another woman to sit at his table. Like, what? Well, she asked to sit at his table. She and asked. he says, well, yeah, for a couple minutes. But yeah. he doesn't he say does, why does only say a couple of minutes. That's what drives me so crazy. Just right. tell her yeah. it's because your girlfriend's coming. That's so weird. Well, I don't Whatever. know that Barbara's a girlfriend. He maybe maybe if this thing goes real well in a couple minutes with Chrissy, he's going to ditch the date. Who knows what his Kazumski lifestyle leads him to do? <laughs> he's a real Kazumsker. 
Kazoom's crazy. I don't but even know if you this guys guy's... have ever met Phil Durkin, but he's not one to mess around. No, no, no. Isn't it weird um, that whenever they introduce, like, and I feel bad because I think this actor is attractive as a person enough. That's not what I'm saying, but like, if someone's gonna get like sold as like a sex pot, like I want to see, yeah, I want to see yeah. like. You know, a uh, Kazumski. Like, like, come on, yeah. it's Hollywood. They're they're on every street that is corner. A different standard of Kazumski back then. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. I don't get it. You just had to be like tall. It has, <laughs> and and have took. good hair. I think having good hair was a big part of it. Mm. Maybe. Uh, there's not another um, cat out there. It's oh just my god! You. It's just, you just meowing at your reflection. Ruining our podcast. Okay. Oh man. So she sits down at his table and again comes across comes across extremely forward. forward yeah. And he's he's picking it up. And but he's like smelling what she's spraying. She Oh yeah, God. Exactly. God. <laughs> that is exactly the bright way to put it too. Because that's exactly what it's happening. Yep. And while he's smelling it, Barbara enters yeah. behind him Ugh. and tell us about Barbara. Oh, right. I was going to say, uh, she immediately is like the worst person ever. Um, okay, here we go. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, this this uh, this character, Barbara, is played by an actress named Indy Schreiner. And she's best known for being in Reefer Madness 2. The true story. Now, not only is she credited as an actor, but she's credited as a writer too. Um, Really? But that doesn't, yeah, but that doesn't happen until 1985. Her very first role ever is on Three's Company. That's this episode. And then uh, she gets on a, um, she gets in a movie called Hysterical, which looks like a, National Lampoon kind of a thing, uh, and she plays a, a she plays hooker number two, which I don't think you can call them hookers anymore. <laughs> it's terrible. No. <laughs> In 1989, she's on a show called Night and Day. Do you remember this TV series? No. no. Yeah, it was but like I a husband can hear and wife the theme song. Night yeah. and day. Yeah, well, I think it's a husband and wife uh-huh. like before moonlighting or like moonlighting ripoff. Because this is 89, so it's like a, a ripoff. Right. Yeah. And then there's Breakfast of Aliens in 1993, and that's it. Only five <laughs> acting credits to pour. Oh. And I didn't think she was terrible, but... Um, well, she wasn't great. She didn't light up the screen, evidently. No, she wasn't. Yeah. She was just a little a little harsh, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, she she comes, was really chewing into it. Yeah, she comes tearing in. And Phil bumbles about, oh, she's a... An acquaintance, a friend. Acquaintance. And he's oh, like... Barbara. And then Chrissy thinks that he... He's, she's like, you mean you're leaving notes on her desk too? What are you, some sort of pen pal sex maniac? What is happening? Sex maniac. And then uh, Barbara mm-hmm. tells Chrissy to try the bar on the corner, honey. Over there, you got to beat him off with a stick. 
Sorry, I can't I don't hear think... anyone say beat them off. <laughs> yeah, me neither. No. I'm like, how do you beat someone off with a stick? That'd be hard. Like hey, well. Oh, ow. That doesn't seem like it would work. It seems no. like it would... Um, well, it can be done. Let me let me tell you. Also, <laughs> it's very I, delicate. <laughs> I also, I, the beat them off of it all was part of it, but really, I just wanted us to, you know, for that person out here that's like painstakingly going over these episodes mm-hmm, and our mm-hmm, episodes, mm-hmm. I wanted them to log that there is a bar on the corner that apparently has quite a reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So in our, the best part of town, apparently. Exactly. Yeah. That's something to note. I think. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so back at the apartment. Mm-hmm. It's the next day. Oh. <sighs> Chrissy comes in very excited. Her secret admirer is coming over. She's telling Jack and Janet about this. And now he's decided all to of just sudden, come over. Yeah, and she's running late because she had to go buy a new shirt, new blouse, new blouse something. Yeah. And so she's gonna go change into that. But now suddenly Another one of these leaps. She just knows that he's the answer to her dreams. Yeah, what the hell does that mean? She just knows it. Now, this is where we are with this weird delusion. Very special threes company. What the hell is going on? I don't like it. It just just feels so inauthentic because sometimes Christy's like on the ball and now she's completely insane. Yeah. It's it's maddening. And then she runs into the bedroom to get dressed and ding dong. Now we're interest, introduced to our star Paddykins. Our feature the titular Paddykins. secret admirer, Gilbert Larwin. <sighs> Tell us about him. Now honestly, this is act this is the so he was played by an actor named Barry Gordon. And Barry Gordon might be one of the coolest Paddockins we've ever had because um, his most famous role ever is being the voice of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Donatello from the 80s, the original uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, cartoon, which is super duper cool. But what's even cooler is that he uh, he was born in uh, 1948 in Brookline, Massachusetts. Um, and he's not just an actor, he's also a writer, uh, but, um, he gets his start all the way back. This is who I got confused with last time in 1956 on an episode of the Danny Thomas show. So he was only eight years old then. Uh, and he goes on to have like a lot of, uh, diddle, little parts during the, during the fifties, uh, general electric theater, uh, the girl can't help it, uh, star time. In the 1960s, uh, you could see him on Leave it to Beaver. Alfred Hitchcock presents Dennis the Menace. Um, Is he a child actor? Is he a kid at this point? He's a kid at this point. Uh, In 1969, he's in one episode of Love American Style. In uh, in the 70s, you could see him on the Don Rickles show, the new Dick Van Dyke show. Um, Gosh. Oh, gosh. Love at First Bite, which is that terrible... Mm. Uh, vampire movie but he was also in an episode of the incredible hulk in 1979 in 1980 he's uh, only in this one episode of three's company but then after that like all throughout the 80s like he's 
he's as much a cartoon voice as he is acting in different uh, TV series and TV movies. He's Barney Miller, but then he's also the voice of Inky in Christmas Comes to Pac-Land. He's also in uh, – he also plays Inky's voice in the Pac-Man uh, cartoon series, which was kind of a big deal back in the days. He's on uh, the Smurfs in 1985s, uh, in 1985, a, a remake of the Jetsons in 85. But then he's also in Snorks. Uh, he was in the TV show His Snorks. and Hers. Mm, come on. He was on Darkwing Duck, a pup named Scooby Doo, uh, Batman, the animated series, which is kind of a big deal because that's a yeah. that's a that's a big show to the to the cartoon yeah. um, fans out there. Caroline in the City, Arliss, NYPD Blue, and ER, Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> Becker, Brothers and Sisters, which is a terrible show, but I loved it. Uh, his most recent acting credit is for Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3 Slime Speedway, and he does play the voice of Donatello, uh, and that was just in Crazy. 2022. Yes! Huh. Wow. I mean, I get it. He's got a very distinct voice that I could imagine, you know. Yeah, I was immediately like, I know that guy, and I don't. I looked through his filmography and I, I couldn't. I found tons of stuff that I've probably seen him in. Yes, but there wasn't any one thing that I was like, that stuck "That's out. what I remember." Yeah, so many, Maybe so many, flips. and so many. I don't know. Yeah, the, these actors, the so many of these Patikins, they're just in our lives in this subliminal, subconscious way. Yeah. And yeah. there you go. There you have it. Still right, doing it. So, Still out there doing it. All right. All right, Gilbert. All right. So Gilbert Larwin comes in, and yeah. let me tell you, this guy is a nerd. He's he's got he's on a, a Pee Wee Herman suit, yes, yeah. but like a sweater vest underneath it. So he wears glasses. He's little. He's, he's nebbish. He's nebbish. He, he he's carrying some flowers, and uh, he comes in and immediately falls. And throws up the flowers, and Jack catches the flowers. Perfect. It's perfect. a it's a it's great, a great little executed yeah. uh, comedic stunt, and uh, that's how we go to commercial. But I didn't realize we were going to commercial, and I just right. heard the audience applauding and it going on and on, and I was like, "Why is this guy getting a huge applause break for falling off the step?" I couldn't figure it out. But then commercial. Yes. Um, Ostensibly, that's why Larry gets his big applause break. Although it was motivated because Larry knocked it out of the park. But. um, Oh, yeah. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I I think this kind of a Paddykins has such a presence because by the time he's on. In 1980, he's already been in on TV for like 25 years close you know, close to at this point. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, he just has a presence and I think the audience is responding to to the talent that's there. Fascinating to me. But immediately he comes yeah. on and I was like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Until he fell down that step, yeah. Yeah. Then I wasn't so sure anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so now we're on a commercial break. Any years to years. Creamy How about wine. we talked about this recently? I don't know. I don't think we did on the podcast. Did what? we talk about when it's it's scrumptious when it crunches? It's scrumptious when it crunches. 
That's why I love Nestle Crunch commercials. Because it's scrunches. That's what they it's say. when it crunches. <laughs> That's why I love Nestle Crunch. And they like, oh, yeah, they like bite into it. There's this one in particular. I just ran across this commercial with Jeff <laughs> oh a couple weeks ago because uh-huh. I was showing him N-E-S-T-L-E-S. Uh. Yeah, I was like, sure. "Do you have you remember this one?" And this one came up next. And there's like, it's it's bonkers. You gotta watch it because was- they make the craziest facial expressions, and they like rip, rip it off, into a- like rip into a crunch bar, and then they give like, and the kids like, "Yeah," you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, it's hard to do on a podcast. I can't keep sarcastic. my headphones on. They're, they're, being sarcastic. they're being sarcastic. They're being sarcastic. I know they're not. They're not. They're not. There's no, is, way. There's no. no way. There's no way they're playing it straight. No way. There can't be. You there got to watch it. Yeah. Also, it's I didn't, weird. wasn't there like this study where like the most irritating sound to the human mind is the sound of a child singing? <laughs> yeah, did you guys hear that? That's a real study. Yeah. That's a real. Yeah. That's actual yeah. science. And so whenever I hear that yeah. commercial, I just Weird. those kids drive me nuts. Kids singing Christmas Christmas carols has to be the worst thing. But it's thing just ever like it, it feels like the ones I saw. <laughs> the one we saw it was only the kid at the end. Oh, like other. It was like an athlete, and it was uh, you know it was just different people. Yeah, <laughs> like crunch bars are for everybody. It's great. It's, it's freaking great. It's Everybody great. Likes because it. they were really worried about that. About That's that. my eyes. Like, it's not just for kids anymore. Uh, I do love a Nestle Crunch. Yeah, me too. They're good. They're excellent. Well, they're a lot less sexual than those white chocolate bars, I'll tell you that. That's uh, true. Well, they're that's true. Nearly they're those are for creamy white. Those are for sexy babies, I'll tell you. Dreamy yeah. white. Sexy babies. Gross. Uh, all right. Well, I, I guess, guess that's all the commercial we have. That's all we have to talk about. Yes. Well, good one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at the apartment, and Gilbert's there, and he's sitting on the couch waiting for Chrissy. Uh-huh. And uh, Chrissy comes out, and Jack introduces him as Gil- Gilbert Larva. Right. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, Larwin. Larva. And uh and Chrissy is genuinely happy to meet Gilbert. Yeah. Like I think he did a really good job of like kind of mirroring her vibe and her naivete. I don't know how to say that word. Naivete, there it is. So bad at that. I don't know why that word gets me every time. I'm (laughs) fifty. Um I thought he did a great job and it was kind of believable. Like I felt this chemistry between them, which was super duper weird. Yeah. And she does come off really sweet and not non-judgmental. Yeah. And, uh, and this is just completely baffling to Jack and Janet. Uh, the cynics. And yeah. And they're like, they take one look at him and they're like, we got it. We got to help get rid of him. And he says he works at the newsstand and he's had a paper waiting for her every day for three years, but she never stops to get a paper. And, uh, and he sees her and the, the, and Jack and Janet have excused themselves to the kitchen to let them get to know each other. Right. And they're listening. And 
And then he says every day he sees her and he wants to lean out and go, you who, you who, pretty lady. Hey, lady. And in the kitchen, Jack and Janet are like, we've got to rescue Chrissy from this dweebo. Dweebo. Right? Yeah. And they're like, and Jack has a brilliant idea. The most genius idea anyone has ever had in an in this episode of Three's Company. What is it? I don't even remember. Let's bring Larry into this. Oh, that's situation. his first idea. Yeah. Holy shit! He's like, you know, it is. A, it is a fantastic idea. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So she, he's like, Janet, you go up and have Larry come down to pick up Chrissy for their date. Their and quote unquote date. This is one of. The parts that made me laugh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There were like also like two moments in this episode, at least. There were two or three where I actually laughed out loud. And this one was one, I think, because Janet says, but but they don't have a date. (laughs) And then Jack's like, you're starting to talk like her. (laughs) It was great. It was great. What are you going to laugh like her next? (laughs) Yeah. So mean. Because I was like, yeah, it's like they totally just, uh, it was almost like acknowledging that the writing's just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. We just got to use the Chrissy joke right here. Let's have Janet do we'll it. Let's have Janet do it. Janet's there. Um, so Janet's like, okay, I get it. He'll, he'll be pretending. So Janet's going to go get Larry and Jack's going to try to nudge him out, I think he says. Not like the, he's going to go work on the guy apparently. Oh, okay. And so, uh, so he goes out into the main apartment, Janet leaves and, uh, Chrissy and Gilbert are sitting on the couch talking and Jack's lost a pizza cutter out there. Oh my God. Lost whatever. a pizza cutter. I lost you know, a pizza that old, cutter. That old excuse. That old yarn. Yeah. That old. <laughs> That old one. Ah, lost a pizza cutter. Better just look in look here. Look under the couch for I the think pizza those are cutter. Referred to as canards. Mm. And canards. Canards. That old. That old canard. canard. There it is. That mm-hmm. old canard. Okay. So uh, it takes like I mean, twenty seconds. It <sighs> seems like, and ding dong. Well, Larry's ready to go at any time. That's true. Larry's costume is um, amazing. That girl is on fire. So the doorbell rings and Jack says, afraid the party's over, Gimlet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Her date's here. So Larry comes in and he's wearing a pajama karate gi. It's like a silk kimono. But sequined, a sequined mm-hmm. silk satiny kimono. But the mm-hmm. kicker is the peach cravat. Yeah, oh yeah, that's <laughs> really what. What the- I mean, he comes oh, down with two champagne glasses or something on mm-hmm. it. Oh my gosh. Oh my he gosh. Yeah, he's got champagne. He's got glasses. His hair is fluffed just so. Yeah. Yeah, he great. really blows his hair out. Chimney crickets. Oh, so yeah. he's, uh, they're like, you know, Larry, go for it. <laughs> yeah, get in there, Larry. Get in there. He goes down 
and he like Chrissy come with come out on a date with me, blah blah. And she's like, "Wait!" And this is the other part that made me laugh. Uh, one of them, but uh, he says, "Forget the Larry you used to know. This Larry wants to take you on a to a passionate paradise." And he's holding her hand. He's behind uh-huh. the couch, and she turns, and the laugh when she laughs it made me laugh both yeah, times we watched like, it and it it's almost real yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. She and it knocked makes it, out. it made me laugh she knocks it out so hard yeah that was pretty good and she's like oh larry you're so funny <laughs> so he goes back over to jack and janet and he's like no 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 i i got this let just and he I cracks his knuckles and he tries to get back in there and yeah. you know he really like I was I don't you know how I have this weird thing with Larry where like I'm kind of in love with him and I was like oh my god Larry stop it <laughs> Larry <laughs> stop it with that kissing yeah. stuff yeah and he just like lays her down on the couch right next to Gilbert yeah and starts giving her the business again and then she just keeps talking to Gilbert yeah she's like so anyway. And, this is the other part that I think is great is is Larry because uh, he goes back to the to Jack and Janet at the front door and he says, "What are you trying to do? Break me?" <laughs> he says, "I was ready to write a how to book. Now I gotta buy one." Oh, it was great, great. And he's and so he, great. And then he grabs the champagne glasses, does a spin around, and grabs the champagne bottle. Like, Give me that. Yeah. I mean, it was so classic, like <sighs> TV sitcom. Give me that! Like he just knocked the whole thing top to bottom. Boom! Yeah, yeah. it was a treat. It always a real is. treat. Larry, yeah. real is treat. Always just such a delight. Yep, love Larry. Love Larry. <sighs> so Jack and Janet, their ruse having failed them. Yeah, now they don't know what to now do. Now they're like, Chrissy, could you join us in the kitchen for a moment? And she goes in the kitchen with them, and they're like, are you going to help us get I mean, rid of this guy on. or what? And she's right? like, no. He's nice and warm like and genuine, and I like talking to him. Oh. <laughs> and um, so they're like, well, okay. And she goes back out to talk to him. And then it's the next morning. Fade into morning. And Gilbert is asleep on the sofa with a blanket. With the like, blanket. The blanket. The blue fuzz, like blue yeah. flannelish felt blanket with the satin edge that we all had in our houses growing up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if they to do- like a real edge on a blanket? You know, they don't do that anymore. I know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, sometimes you'll find one every now and again. You have to miter the. Oh, well, that's true. But they're. But you know what? They're yeah. always like. It's never a contrasting color. You know, it's always like no. blendy beige. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like an edge. I like a binding. <laughs> so Jack comes out of his his room and he walks by and then he, he notices Gilbert on the sofa. Uh, Gilbert like says something and scares Jack. Right. Good morning or something. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack's like, well, and then he goes, oh, you know, we just, we talked until the wee small hours and she just thought it was better if we, if I stayed here. And 
It's okay. He called his folks. Because Jack, so, that is pretty funny because Jack's all like, what? And he's like, it's okay. Yeah. I called my parents. Right. Which, <laughs> again, they're kids. Like, there's uh, this show treats Sex, them like children. Sexy babies. Sexy, sexy babies. babies. Yeah. Sexy babies, not so sexy babies. <laughs> Just babies. Yeah, babies. Um, Infantilized. <laughs> so then, here we go again these jumps this is so fucking weird so he he says oh i i love chrissy i think she's wonderful i love her in fact love is too not strong enough i worship her and uh and that's about as far as he gets in his little speech and jack's like take it easy giblet yeah and then he's like i'll go get chrissy he says nothing about proposing marriage no. to her. Nothing, even remotely. Not even, he like says that. he loves her. He says he loves her. It. Also, so, like, what business of it is Jack's? Exactly. It's so frustrating. I found it so frustrating in this one. I know. Yeah, they make so, him look like some busybody yeah, weirdo. Yeah. Like, mind your business. She can handle it. What the hell? Yeah. She's a baby. She can't do these things. So <laughs> he goes into their bedroom and he wakes the girls up. And he's going to Janet has save... on the weird stripe arm nightgown. Right. Yeah, and she sleeps upside down. <laughs> She's always in some yeah. weird position. Always. They just treat her like some 11-year-old, like, mm-hmm. kick to the curb yeah. kid. Ugh. Yep. So uh, he's he's there to save Gilbert from a broken heart. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, we had the greatest time last night. We talked so much. And he's like, he fell in love with you last night. And he's going to ask you to marry him. He just says it like, he doesn't even say, I think. I think. He's like, he's going to ask you to marry him. Tedious. You know? Like, what? Oh, Jack. So, uh so they decide we have to disillusion him. Right. This is the most direct path to get him to not want to marry Chrissy is to disillusion him. Yeah. You know, this is, this is when the, just they prove, I don't know why they do this to Janet. They keep messing Janet up so hardcore. Like this was her idea <laughs> and it's so dumb. It's so yeah. dumb. So, so Chrissy like, comes out looking like Lucille Ball in one of those episodes where she's trying to put something over on Ricky. Just insane. Yeah. Just like the hair yeah, is yeah. crazy. Her clothes are insane. She's like boots. She's doing this like whole road. business mm-hmm. with the breakfast, throwing the eggs right yeah. in the pan. More and egg I'm like, business. And of she's course, got like a of New course. York accent the whole time for some reason. Why the New York accent? And all I can explain, just because she was doing a Lucille Ball thing. And I guess what we're supposed to glean from this is that she would make such a terrible wife that there's no way this man would be interested in her if because she only she's beautiful. But if she can't wife right, who needs her? I was like, okay, you guys, you guys, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matteo's done. Well. That's it. I guess that's it for this show. No, no, no. I mean, I was um, done oh. with the with the writers. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, she does all the egg business. Uh, and he says, uh, 
Chrissy, I, I'd like, I'd like to propose. And she says, she no, interrupts him. no, 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 Gilbert. no, I'm not oh ready God. to marry. You don't want to marry me. I'm not who you think I am. And then he's like, I want to propose a toast. And he doesn't want to marry her. He just wanted to meet her. And he thinks she's wonderful. And he just wanted to talk to she her. She made him feel so good listening to him and talking to him. And do you sure. think we could be, you know, maybe we could be friends? Yeah, friends. And she says, Fine. Gilbert, we are friends. Oh. And he has to go to work. It's and then early. she tries to give him a kiss. But he, he decides against yeah. it because he doesn't want to mess up her hair, which is a mess. It's it's so cringe. Oh. This whole thing is so cringe. Oh. It's so, oh. so cringe. So they shake hands and he leaves. Oh. And then he's off to the office. And then she turns back around. Jack and Janet are looking at her. She says, What are you looking at? And they say, and, Oh, and J- Janet goes, You? But Jinx thinks every time that she goes, your boobs. <laughs> what are you looking at? Your, your boobs. boobs. <laughs> um, so, and and she, he says, because you are beautiful. Inside and out. Inside. And then they have a big group hug and they all oh, kiss each other. Don't you because, just want to throw because up? Because Chrissy, cause Chrissy was nice to someone who is, I who guess, so gross as a Kazumski. person. Yeah, who After wasn't a Kazumski. Yeah. I mean, okay, I just was like, this whole, you guys, stop it. Just stop. The whole just, thing. Yeah. The whole thing. They're the kind of jerks. Terrible jerks. Terrible. Jack and Janet whole, are jerks. Kind of. Everybody, everybody's yeah. a jerk. And I was just so ready for this episode to be over. And there's no tag. Oh, yeah, there, there is a tag. There's but no tag on, like, on Pluto. It's it's like a tag as if they had a tag written on an index card and they were like, how can Just we make this relate to this episode? Oh, no. Okay, oh, we'll my God. What was the tag? Birthday. What? Yeah, Jack comes in and, and Janet's in on the couch and she says, Jack, it's so nice of you to make a birthday cake for Gilbert's birthday. He's like, oh, I like Gilbert. And uh, he says, uh, I hope Chrissy likes the cake or something like that. And she, they're like, or she's like, oh, yeah, she's in there decorating it right now. Yeah. And Jack's like, what? The last time she decorated a cake, it looked like she shot it with a shotgun shot or something shotgun. like that. Yeah. And then. Uh, Which sounds pretty awesome, really. Yeah. And then he's like, Chrissy, stop, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I want it to be a surprise. I put it in the cake box and she's on the other side of the door. And then he starts like pushing on the door and she's coming out. And then she falls on the box with her knee. Oh, oh God. And then Jack gets down there and opens the box. And what do you know? It's empty and it was all a prank. It was all a prank. And he says, it reminds me of that time that I smeared icing in your hair. You never did that. Oh, really? Let's do it now. And then he like pushes him into the kitchen. And that's the end. Yeah. They just make it linked by Gilbert's birthday. Yep. That's it. Okay. This was a very 
special episode of mm-hmm. Three's Company, Very but special. like super special, but not special the way we generally think of the word special. It's more special in the way we said, you know, back in the time of Three's Company, the way it was referred yeah. to. There you special. go. Special. Um, I don't know I don't why they do this with the show. It drives me nuts. Just. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. But, okay. I'm going to give this. Listen. it To me, if now having seen this episode. It, for me, does not follow the Tucker rule in that if it came back on television, knowing everything about this episode that I know now, I would not watch it because it's too irritating. So for that reason, and I, this is two weeks in a row, I think I've given just about my lowest scores ever. I'm going to give this one 2.0001. Dominominee. 2.0001? Dominominee booze. I, I just... It's not as bad as that dog episode, which I'll never forget, uh, but it was bad in another way. It was bad in that it makes everyone who wrote the show look look like they've never taken a psychology class in their life. Right. Or, I, I, I mean, where I, where I agree is that if I knew the whole episode, I would definitely turn it off. But if I didn't, I think I would keep watching it. Yeah, so it's I'm a tricker. Give it a two point five. Oh, okay. All right. All right. 2.5. Well, I might be busy tomorrow if you call me. How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this uh, episode, if this was like if you had never seen Three's Company, and you're flipping through the channels, you know how people flip through channels. Yeah, nowadays? you're always course, flipping course. through channels trying just, to find something you're to watch. Just turning that yeah. knob, click, click, click. You know click, how you go. Sure. And uh, you click onto this episode of Three's Company. I'd be like, oh, that's where those two assholes <laughs> live with that sexy baby. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird show, and kind of sucked. Uh huh. I'm giving this a two out of five. Whoa. That's now, low for remember, time. Even though I, noticed, I laughed like three, four times. Yeah. Even Remember I noticed this one only had one star on the IMDb page. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. This is not a beloved episode. Apparently. Not a beloved Interesting. episode. Also, this may right be one of the first out. and only times that Tucker's given a lower score than Jinx. Just want to point that out. Oh, that's oh, true. Maybe. And I mean, that Larry's great in it. Larry's oh, sure. scene Larry's, is great. Larry's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. It's just not enough in this episode to no. say. Totally it. agree. He's not enough in the show. All the paddy. By the way, too much. Larry should be playing Jack's part as far as it goes because I feel like he's so much more believable as a like a ladies' man. Oh, it's true, but yeah, but, but I we think, need to have the lovable charm of Jack. Yeah, you're right. The, you're right. Like, and there's nobody better than John Ritter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would love to see like a, like a bizarre world where Larry is Jack for a couple of weeks. That would be hilarious. I, it would be a totally different show. But it would be great. It's kind of a, a weird, you know, uh, line that they have where Larry, even though Larry seems to be. Uh, when we see him doing his 
his ladies man thing, he seems to fail just as much as Jack does. Yeah. But we get the impression that Larry is a more competent ladies man than Jack somehow. And that makes exudes that. Yeah. And that that makes Jack less threatening. Yeah. 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 Larry would be a uh, weird dynamic. Probably. Anyway. Okay. All right. So what do you got for next Oh, balls. Get your balls. Oh, yeah. No, listen, they're out. I'm oh, okay. <laughs> Next week's episode is called The Goodbye uh-huh. Guy. Oh, come on. It's not enough. <sighs> oh. So it's a play on. I know this one. You do? Crap. I'm just not... title wise. Because I read the thing not long ago. All right. I'm going to say that RF comes back. And uh, he hasn't been around for a while because he's been uh, really busy antiquing, you know, because he's got that apartment full of junk. Right. And uh, the building's fallen into disrepair. And so his brother Bart is ready to fire him. And now he's oh. got to get the kids to help him fix all the things in the building that you got to fix before he becomes the goodbye guy. Mm. Oh, very good. That's a great episode, by very the way. Yeah, yeah, that is a really good episode. You get a, you get a great <laughs> patikins, semi permi patty eventually, I assume. Yeah. With with Bart? With Bart, yeah. yeah. So right. uh there's this little red dot on our computer screen for yeah. our program we used to record. And this whole time yeah. I thought I had a pencil behind my ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, One time, anyway. like the window had it in a weird way where like it was Tucker's eye and he looked like the Terminator. It was because <laughs> yes. it, like, it was only in one eye. And I was like, Oh my yeah. God, let go. Uh, oh, that little red light. Okay, you got it. You got it. All okay. right. Okay. Well, what do you want to toast? Got no drink left to toast. Oh, Let's oh toast you know what? To... Here's all something we'll toast to. Ivy and I got over our cold, and this cold kept me from attending the Million Helen Roper March in Santa Monica a few weekends ago, or two weekends ago. And I am so bummed because I really, really wanted to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But here's a little here's a little te- teaser for our audience. We're gonna interview uh, the organizer of the event, Lori. Yeah. Uh, how do you say her last name? She got two names. Lori. Beck- I forget. Lori Beckman. Beckman. Lori Lee. Yeah. Lori Lee. Yes. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna invite Lori and we're gonna ask her all about the Million Roper March. So uh, that'll be a little bonus content for everybody. Stay tuned. Yeah, that'll be fun. Let's toast that. All right, this is a long toast. It's hard to like repeat it. But Cheers to that. <laughs> Yeah.
this is sexually 